0: you're listening to radio md she's a chiropractic physician lecturer author entrepreneur and talk show host she's dr suzanne bennett it's time now for wellness for life radio here's dr
1: suzanne teaching kids to eat well can be very tricky you don't want to turn every meal into a lecture but waiting too long can set them up for lifelong unhealthy habits. As parents, we want our children to know that every, whatever they put into their body has an effect, why it matters, and how they can learn to make healthier choices. Today, we have Katherine kemp Gile, a certified nutritional counselor, wellness expert, and the best-selling author of Give It a Go, Eat a Rainbow. It's a children's book that uses the power of peer-to-peer messaging to deliver inspiration for kids to eat their fruits and veggies.
0: Great to have you here on
1: Wellness for Life, Katherine.
0: So excited to be here. We are gonna have some fun.
1: Yes, we are now. Let's talk. I mean, you and I—we've been friends for a few years. I want to know what inspires you to write this children's book, and and you did it with your 12-year-old son Alex, who's an incredible illustrator. It's an absolutely beautiful book.
0: Well, thank you. And he's now 18. <laughs> he's going to be 18 next month. Or <laughs> it's like amazing how time flies. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a few things that you said that are so important. One is that, you know, as parents ourselves, you know, so. It's very difficult for us to be the ones giving nutritional advice, and actually, it goes across the whole spectrum of advice. But um, you know, they tend to go, "Mom," you know, like, "Cut it out," you know. However, when it comes from their friends, the peer-to-peer, and that truly is the magic. And it was such great timing that my son happened to be—he uh, was taking classes at the Art Institute of Chicago when he was 11. And you said the inspiration. It was really that I was doing these programs with this nonprofit that I run. Um, it's, It's across 34 states and it's called Nurture. And we do nutrition education for schools and social service agencies. But really, the issue was we were having these rainbow days, Dr. Suzanne, and the kids would get all excited about like the colors of the rainbow and fruits and vegetables, and they would be ambassadors, and every grade would have their assigned color, so like the kindergartners would all be red, and they would be like, tomatoes are good for your brain, you know? And it was like, they were so cute. And two weeks later, the excitement died down. And the teachers were noticing that that fewer and fewer, you know, kids were bringing these fruits and veggies um, for snacks, and just, you know, things were things were excited when when the content was right in front of them and fresh, but then it died down. So the inspiration was to have something to leave behind, so that that excitement around fruits and vegetables and the rainbow would go on and on and on and on. So that's um, that's how it started.
1: This is a great book for parents as well. And a lot of us, I mean, right now during pandemic, obviously they're eating at home, but when we we used to uh, make the lunches, it's important to look at these variety of the rainbow and fruits and vegetables and add them to the lunch bags and lunch boxes. Now, kids learn about that magical rainbow color, you know, really early in life. And so what I love about this book is that you use the concept of the rainbow, but also that it's an interactive book. It's not just you're just, you know, reading words. It literally asks questions and, um, and that, you know, there's different, um, the different aspects of Blake. And I really like this whole Blake. Uh, Blake is the, the kid, the main character in your book.
0: It's so important to be interactive. I remember when I was a kid, I remembered all those little things where I was like assigned a, a task in a book, you know, go find this or solve this puzzle, or can you find? And, um, so that's really what the book is all about. It's about, it's this, a conversation or a game or an engagement between the reader and the child. And so what's so important also is for the child to be able to identify with the character. And I was a huge peanuts fan, you know, Charlie Brown when I was a kid. And when we were researching um, styles to illustrate the book, we read that the more simple the drawings, you know, like a sketch, like the Charlie Brown characters are pretty simple, the more they can kind of morph so that the reader or the child can identify. So we took this really, really far and we said, okay, so Blake could either be a boy or girl. So there's no gender uh, involved here in terms of singling anyone out. Uh, So boy or girl, Blake can be any nationality, any ethnic origin, because with the the book, there's also this whole online portal and kids can go and download their own Blake and color in Blake and change Blake's skin color and hair and clothing and the whole bit. And it becomes this sort of interactive um, I don't know, playmate, peer-to-peer. It's the idea of of having positive reinforcement at your side at a meal or at a snack and not having your parent be the one that has to be the, the cheerleader. You already have your own cheerleader that happens to be somebody that you created out of your own imagination and is your friend.
1: Mm, that's beautiful. You know, um, you mentioned, uh, I read somewhere that you really want uh, Blake to be like a flat Stanley. I, I remember when, you know, my son now is 26, but when he was like a first grade or so, you know, he was asked by his teacher to cut out and color out his own flat Stanley however where however he wanted. And um, and then you know, the one of the homework was for him to take Flat Stanley to one of our vacations and take photos with it. I mean, that was a really wonderful, beautiful way of showing how he can be, um, creative with his own work, coloring, whatever he wanted, just as you say, uh, the diversity, it doesn't matter. So flat Stanley, although Stanley's a, a male, but I think that's, that, that has been going on for a long time, that tradition.
0: That's exactly right. And we did think of, I loved Flat Stanley as a kid myself. (laughs) And and you're right, Flat Stanley uh, is, is all about like adventure, right? So going places, you know, and I've seen Flat Stanley like in the snow up on the you know ski mountain in Sun Valley where I lived, you know, because it's all about, okay, take a picture of Flat Stanley here up on the mountain. Well, Blake, this character can come to any meals. And I've seen kids take pictures of their Blake on a little popsicle stick. So it becomes like a like a puppet. And then we go to the meal and you know, okay, well, Blake doesn't really like the cauliflower, but we're gonna try the you know, the fig or something else. And then, you know, they know that the different colors are are, diff- are good for the different parts of their body. So yeah, so it was really important to have that sort of fun, adventurous, on the go kind of thing too. And the other thing was this big thing with augmented reality, because when we are exposing kids to fruits and vegetables, and they say that a kid actually needs to taste something up to 16 times in order for their taste buds to get used to it. So they also need to and they need to see real fruits and vegetables. And Dr. Suzanne, I'm sure you've been looking around at all the different books, you know, for your waiting room and the clinic. And a lot of these books for kids about fruits and vegetables are just drawn, they're illustrated. So we kind of wanted to mix it. And it's called augmented reality. We wanted to mix real photos of real enticing pineapple and figs and blackberries and things that kids are just, I mean, I've I've heard of parents saying, oh my God, my kid like puts their mouth, oh, it was like baby, they'll like be mouthing the book. They're so delicious. Um, But it's providing exposure to real fruits and vegetables. While Blake is more like whimsical and, and fun and make believe.
1: Yes, yes. You know, I remember, um, Uh, advising my patients. I mean, I did this myself with my son is we take, when Cody was really young, gosh, when he just started um, talking three, you know, two, three years old, and we'd go to the grocery store, the health food store, it's called the co-op where I live. And we would go and I would ask him questions like, where do you see an orange, you know, and he's sitting in the little cart and he'd point to it and interactiveness and getting them used to what food is about. And why it's so important to be able to look at all the different fruits and vegetables and, and try them, you know, give, give them choices. You, you say that one of your uh, winning recipe is really about giving choices to a child.
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, inspiring education and give choice. That is what the whole foundation of the nonprofit nurture that I run. It's that's the whole foundational um, elements. And I think a lot of times, you know, just in nutritional counseling, a parent will come to me and they'll say, Catherine, I have a picky eater as a child. So they've immediately painted that child as the problem. And what the recipe of, you know, education, and inspiration, and choice does is it says, hey, there's also this possibility that the problem, which I don't think really is the case, but have the problem child become the solution. So say you've got a picky eater. And say, you know, we're, we're having dinner at the table and, you know, elbows are crossed and I don't want to have that and I only eat white foods and no thank you. Right? Okay. So then what do you do? Okay. Well, let, instead of saying this is a problem and you're being difficult and I've spent so much time preparing the meal, that absolutely doesn't work. What does work is to look at the problem child who I don't think is a problem and say, you are the solution. Okay, so how could this conversation be different? Well, they could look at the child and say, "Okay, oh, this is my solution to the problem I've been thinking about in my own life. And I'm the mom now. I really have been training for this, uh, this endurance run. I'm really trying to think about ways to, to have more energy and to have more endurance and to do better in this race. Gosh, you know, Charlie, we're just making up the name for the kid. Is there any ideas you might have? I really need your help. And so Charlie might go, Charlie's not the problem anymore. Charlie's now the solution. And Charlie loves his mom and wants to help. And so Charlie might say, okay, well, my friend Blake and I, you know, know about going through the rainbow. And we know that the rainbow helps every part of your body. And so if you want more energy, how about Blue and purple food. So let's go look at the refrigerator and see what kinds of things. Oh, we have blueberries. Let's try them together, mom. So it's really about this shift. Once you can educate, inspire, and give choice, there's also this shift that the kids themselves can be the solution and the cheerleaders in the house. And then this whole thing that we think is so hard becomes so easy and so fun.
1: Mm, that's a great tip. Such great, great tips. Well, what, what, let's talk about. Some of the fruits, and you know, just the rainbow of colors. We uh, you mentioned blueberries for the purple blues. tell Tell us what your recommendations are that parents can you know, talk about with their kids directly and even share, of course, get the book, have the book, give it a go, eat a rainbow book. But what else can they do today?
0: I think that idea of of engaging kids in in games again where they're the solution, but there's also learning opportunity. So let's just say take going you saw, you said the co-op is where you go to shop. Um, so here I'll give I'll give a couple examples here. So we go to the store, we make it into a game, and it's a scavenger hunt. And again, mom needs the help of my teammates, and say I have two kids. Okay, so we're gonna divide up into team. You're gonna be team red, you're gonna be yellow, and orange. And so I want you to get me three things, fruits and vegetables, in each of those colors. So you're going to come back with nine things. Go team. All right? So they're off. And by the way, maybe in the car ride there, you've talked all about what RED does for the, you know, with the lycopene, maybe if you're getting technical and biochemistry oriented like my parents <laughs> did with me, but you know, maybe not if your kids are younger and you're talking about the cart, you know, how it's good for your heart and your brain. And, and depending on how old they are, the cardiovascular system, they probably don't care as much, but you know, their brain and their heart, they really care about. So maybe they can even make a motion to their brain, to their head or to their heart, put their hand on their heart and say, oh, I'll be right back with some things that'll help the heart. You you know okay team two is gonna go and they're gonna get uh, blue purple and white okay same thing three things in each color go and they're gonna come back and they're gonna be all excited because actually white is such a fun you know people are like white. there's so many great things in the color white fruits and vegetable wise uh, that are really really fun so that's one thing you can do is every time you go to the grocery store make it into a game um, and let's see, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one more, uh, idea for home. And I did this with my kids is I did little bingo cards and Suzanne, I know you're su- super playful, so you'll love this, but I did a homemade little bingo cards for my kids and the prizes were really, really simple. It was like, I don't know if you remember those little silly bands that used to grow in the, the, or like mm-hmm. some kind of bands, they were like 25 cents or something. So it wasn't a big deal. And, but my kids really loved them. And I said, okay, well, fill out your bingo cards and, each square was an exotic food for them you know they had to try arugula or they had to try some kind of crazy herb that i was growing in the garden but you know and it was it was easy and it was actually something activity oriented because they had to go out and forage for some of these things on the card and they come back and then they get their reward and it was like It was just so much fun. It was time outside, it was plant identification, say, what is is this parsley? Oh my gosh, parsley looks a little bit like cilantro, but if you smell it, it's different. So it was this sensory, fun, outdoor experience that ended up with them getting a prize. And guess what? I got them to try, you know, 10 new foods and they probably liked, you know, 8 out of 10 of them because it was fun. So those are two things, you know, at home or on an errand. That can just change what can be drudgery to fun and that is that's really what i'm that's one of my missions in life is to is to like get rid of the drudgery and have a little bit more fun
1: i'm right there with you Catherine. i think we both have that kind of energy you know having playful fun and and being light you know and enjoying the moment I mean, you know what you mentioned about that Kids, it takes 16 times to to shift on their taste buds. You know, for them to really like something. that is so true. A lot of kids, they they just like five things on their hands, and the parents uh, basically give them exactly just that. But you're implementing curiosity and fun and and being adventurous to help the kids get excited about trying something new. Uh, I, you know, I it it does. I I know that if you had choices, different choices. Kids will do what their body wants. They'll grab gravitate for something, but sometimes what you do need is to be more um, helpful for your kids so that they can figure out themselves what their needs are. And sometimes kids actually, they might like a lot of let's say sour foods because it's their liver that they wanna support. They're, food and tastes uh, with different organs in our system. So by getting a variety and looking at even the tastes, connecting the taste to the color, you know, bitter, sour, sweet, salty, you know, all of the, those those um, tastes and the umami, those five tastes are really important that you implement, I think, with the rainbow color of foods.
0: I totally agree, and just that sense of adventure, right, that that parents and kids can have about every day. Okay, well, maybe I didn't like Brussels sprouts yesterday but you know what our bodies are changing all the time you know this dr suzanne right so our 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 taste buds today well we don't know if we're gonna like brussels spots or not and so the the book it really is about this adventure that blake goes through you know this whole rainbow he shrinks down he visits all the different colors and at the end you know he's awarded a medal and it's so funny because this medal you know, M-A-D-A-L, metal, is, um, is something that you, know, you can buy online, and I end up buying them in packs. You know, they're just like the the toy packs for, like, um, for birthday parties and stuff, and you can buy them, and, you know, for a couple dollars, you can buy them by the dozen. And um, I bring them to school, when i do these school visits and we're doing nutrition education and the kids when they try and they they look at this as an adventure and they try the new foods or or maybe we have a rainbow smoothie bar and at the end of the kids that you know would never try you know spinach or something we make sure we put the spinach in the rainbow smoothie they get to the end if they if they've had their rainbow smoothie they get a medal And it's really fun because that matches with the book, it makes it an adventure, it makes like some sense of accomplishment. And when I see people, I'll I'll tell you, I see people years later where I've gone to the school and they recognize me as as the educator that came in and they're like, Catherine, you know, my second grader is still wearing that medal from when they were in kindergarten. Like, it's just so much fun. It's, so there's just, there's, you know, there's so many ideas, whether it's, the popsicle stick puppet or the games you know the bingo cards the adventure uh, or scavenger hunt at the at the grocery store there's just so many ideas i implore parents to just you know have a little bit more fun because over the course of say 20 years or 18 years that you're going to be feeding your child, I calculated it something like 30,000 meals or snacks, meals and snacks that you're preparing every day. So if you're going to be doing something that many times over and over and over, injecting a little bit of fun and lightness into the whole thing might be a good idea.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And I the reason why I think… Um, obviously the rainbow color uh, veggies and fruits are so important is because each food that is in nature, natural, of course, and we're talking about as best as we can, uh, unadulterated food without pesticides and and excessive amounts of chemicals or GMOs, and we want as much organic as we can, is that there's value to each food. Let's talk a little bit about the nutritional factors a little bit uh, before we're finished with our show here is why is it so important to be, to share the rainbow of foods?
0: Well, you and I know, right, at a scientific level about all the phytonutrients and and, and goodies, right, that are in each of the, the colors. But what I try to do for kids is keep it really, really simple. And I try to tie it into somatic. And so we'll go through this quickly because I know we're at the end. But um, red, and you know where it's all about lycopene and what it does for the cardiovascular system, but we just say it's about the heart and the head. And when I read the book to the kiddos, I have them put their hands on their heads and their hearts, and I can come back three days later, and I can say, what is red good for? And they'll all put their hands on their hearts and on their heads. So this somatic experience of it is really wonderful. Orange and yellow, I mean, we know about all the different chemicals from from vitamin C on, but we talk about that as being vision, you know, it's beta-keratin, vitamin A, but we talk about is being vision and immune systems. So I really just keep it really simple with that and the diagrams in the book follow that green we all know about calcium and bones and teeth and so we really we have them sort of point to their teeth or you think about their bones with blue and with blue and purple of course kids aren't going to be talking about antioxidants but it's about overall you know energy and longevity and having lots of energy so I might have them like do a little um you know like a little dance in the you know in the middle of the room or whatever to kind of signify what blue is all about and and white here we go with the last color it's for your tummy because so many of the yummy. Things like everything from onions to to potatoes to cauliflower there's so much yummy fiber in there it's really good for the digestive system so I just have the kids put their hands on their tummies and I'm telling you I have come back into the classroom what's white good for and they look at their they rub their tummies so that's at a very simple level I think that's where to keep it because you know dr. Suzanne we all as as adults worry about cardiovascular disease and cancer and things like that that just shuts down a kid so I love I love it in this very simple somatic way but it's also science-based
1: mm, that's for sure I mean this whole um, talking visualizing touching your your body you know your heart or in your head or in your muscles is basically muscle memory you're gonna you're gonna help the child remember um, all of how it's going to benefit the body Catherine how can we find more about you
0: and your great book Oh, you're so wonderful. Thank you. Um, So my website is makeeverythingfun.com, and if people just click on the books tab and go to the Give It a Go, Eat a Rainbow, there's a series. I'm in the process of translating the fourth book into Spanish, um, but right now we've, we've got the Give It a Go, Eat a Rainbow, and Where Does a Rainbow Grow, which features a bunny and it teaches kids about farm to table. So that site, if you follow just the Make Everything Fun books and then go to any of the rainbow books. Parents will have tons of free resources there. You know, the cutout Blake, the cutout bunny, and all kinds of good things. A little shopping list. What are all the different fruits and vegetables in each color? So it's just loaded with tons of information to support parents all for free. Thank you, gosh. Uh, you know, I hope that
1: once the pandemic's over, you can go back to sharing all of your goodness and um, insights. And your rainbow diet through the nurture program
0: i know i really miss is the school. that a volunteer program yeah i so yeah. miss i so miss our school visits and what we've done this year is we've done a few things on you yeah, on zoom and stuff and it, it's not the same <laughs> um but yeah no, yeah i know
1: it's not the same you mentioned that it's there's a lot of different chapters is that correct
0: yeah so on that same website on make uh folks can go to nurture and learn all about our mission um, so we do training for um, teacher resources within schools. We do it for social service agencies. Um, you know, hopefully after the pandemic passes, we can go back to doing all of our in-person classes where we where we teach in schools and churches and, and other, you know, YMCA's and other, you know, community-based organizations where we actually gift families, especially families on a food stamp budget or SNAP budget. Um, we actually gift families food and cooking supplies and and a whole thing around slow cookers and rice cookers so it's a beautiful program that we really hope to get back Um, but we're trying to do as much as we can right now online with with the way things are
1: Fantastic! I think that a lot of you know parents, uh, mothers, uh, fathers, if they have time, you know, learning about the nurture uh, training program, so that you can also be part of it, volunteer and be part of it, and that would be wonderful. If, I think for the whole community and and family. Thank you, Catherine. So it's makeeverythingfun.com. dot com. Catherine Gale. Again, lots of love to you, Kath.
0: Love you. Thank you so much for everything.
1: Ah, thank you great information I know I know everyone can value I mean you know if you're a sister if you are a brother if you're a father mother grandparent, Even an older child who can read this to another child, give it a go, eat a rainbow. It's a fantastic book, beautifully designed and an interactive book that I think it'll be helpful for all children and even adults. It'll be really great for even teachers and educators to use in their uh, school curriculum and so if you've got. You know, any, if you've got any value of this uh, from the show, I know you have definitely share it with your loved ones. It will change their life for the better. And if you need help in digging deeper with your health issues, I work with people globally through phone and Skype consultations. And my contact info is available on my website, drsuzanne.com. Until next time, go out there and live your best life today, full of energy, enthusiasm and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the Wellness for Life show right here on Radio MD. Stay well.